Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You can support this podcast at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. I'm Kevin Flynn, and this is a bonus episode of These Are Their Stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary police procedural, baby. It's the FNOG of police procedures, baby. Law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. These are their stories, these are their stories. Welcome to this bonus episode of These Are Their Stories. I'm Kevin Flynn, your host. Remember, last episode we watched season 19, episode 8, Intent, and it was essentially a two-parter to this past week's, um, I guess they call it now the winter premiere of SVU. And so as we were going along, um, people on Twitter were like, well, are you going to review part two? And I was like, Damn it, didn't think we were going to do that, but we I think we really have to. So I'm going to uh, bring on uh, two special guests, and we're just going to riff a little bit about what we liked uh, about this part two, which is the, the title's Gone, Baby Gone. You know, obviously they spent a lot of time in the writer's room trying to come up with that title. Uh, and uh, a lot of people uh, out there in the Twitter sphere were moved by Mariska Hargitay's scenes, but there still was a lot of batshit crazy in this. Okay, I'm going to bring in our regular panelist, Rebecca Lavoie. <laughs> so, Rebecca, we find that, find out that uh, Grandma Sheila turned out to be the kidnapper. <sighs> That's such bullshit. First of all, half the episode took place in New Hampshire, which is basically like the Super Bowl for us when SVU comes to New Hampshire. Yes. Because we get to make fun of all the stupid things they're getting wrong about New Hampshire uh, and also like all the weird tropes about New Hampshire. Like apparently in New Hampshire, everyone has floral bedspreads and like... Uh, you know, those little stupid sink skirts. Hey, I, I didn't see any difference between <laughs> New Hampshire and West Virginia. It's true. When they did that, except they just didn't have a really good bar where Rollins could go fuck that's, somebody. That's true. And that's true. Although their, like, geography was hilarious. But anyway, um, the whole thing was bananas. And here's why. The conceit is that uh, Brooke Shields, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Grandma Sheila, hired someone to kidnap Noah from the department store where she had taken him to buy a winter coat. Now, during the investigation for Noah's kidnapping, she disappears. It is literally the worst plan ever. Like, why didn't she just take him when she took him to the grocery to the department? Why didn't she just take him when she came to the department store to buy the coat? Why come up with this whole fake kidnapping conceit when she's just going to disappear anyway and everyone's going to figure out a turn in five minutes? Yeah, if, if, if your plan is to, like, drive into Canada. Just leave. I mean, they're, you're close enough where it's like, you know, we're going to stop at this cabin in the woods and take it. It isn't like they were driving to Mexico. In the amount of time it would take to take him to Neiman Marcus to buy a winter coat and like all the other stuff they were probably doing that day, having lunch at some restaurant, doing some like grandma, grandson things. The Montreal border is like eight hours from New York City. Like no, or as they said in this with with, as, with the badge, four hours or whatever they said in this episode. Yeah. The, the stupid plan. Stupid, like, execution of it. And the fact that at the end there was, like, that weird, awkward, like, I know you're a bad guy, but let me hug you thing. So strange. So strange. Yeah. Couldn't they just say, like, we're going to have a 
you know, <laughs> can we do a sleepover and then just disappear? You would have given yourself 12 hours. Exactly. Having to set this whole thing up where, like, I'm going to turn my back. With the random dude from Derry, like the random lawnmower guy, I didn't get it. I didn't get anything about it. I was live tweeting. I couldn't believe how many people said they were crying uncontrollably across America. I think America. people are BSing. I, I don't think anyone is actually, like, when they say— I don't think so. I think people were were really moved— um, only- because look, because we know we know if you've been watching for years and years and years, like Mariska's one I want is I want to be a mother. All right, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. There was one famous episode arc in SVU a couple years ago, the Lewis episodes. Right. That ended with the two-part episode where Lewis, played by Pablo Schreiber, basically kidnapped Olivia, made him, like, made her, like, relive his other rapes and murders. And then it was, like, she was, he was keeping her in a house tied to a bed and he was clearly going to, like, kill her and rape and everything her. And there were a lot of people on Twitter. It was the first time I saw people, like, it was, like, save Olivia or whatever, or save Benson. was. Yeah. The, that episode was actually tense because we actually didn't know if Mariska Hargitay was coming back. Like it hadn't been announced that there was going to be uh-huh. another season. Yeah. There were some real stakes here. This is a mid-season trash fire mm-hmm. of a plot line yeah. where like we have a grandma who's younger than Benson <laughs> competing for these affections. They're having dinner together. She's getting plants delivered to her Airbnb. All this stupid bullshit detail stuff. Right. And by the way. There were no plants. There were no Airbnb. plants. And how pissed is that Airbnb host that she just took off and left all her <laughs> shit there? <laughs> well, it looks like Mariska got her Emmy submission scene that she was she was hoping yeah, for. Yeah, but we did not get the payoff scene that some of us were hoping for, which was that uh, Mariska and Brooke Shields would become a couple. We didn't get that. Now, I don't know if that was the payoff scene. My, my payoff scene was like a slug right between the eyes. <laughs> That's right. You wanted, Bang! But yeah. you wanted that for Noah. Not- <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. So, yes, so I think apparently uh, Twitter seems to be happy that Noah's alive, mm. uh, including the actor who played Noah, who at the exact moment his character appears on television, he tweeted, there I am. Yeah, that wasn't him. That was some adult tweeting Wait, for him. No, but it was his <laughs> dad, whatever, but <laughs> God damn it, timing is everything. Timing is everything. Okay. All right, so that's all right. So I'm glad we could kind of close the loop on that. Thanks for those who like watch quickly so that you would be up to date. Uh, maybe we'll do that again in the future. I hope but so. We're going to bring in one of our most important uh, and most esteemed guests from Tomato Nation and previously TV and the Blotter Presents podcast, uh, absolute SVU expert, Sarah D. Bunting. You were able to carve out some time in your life and watch Wednesday night's SVU, right? Uh, yes. Uh, and I had to watch it live just so that I would understand the meltdowns that I was seeing on on Twitter. <laughs> All of a sudden, your Twitter feed is like, why is everybody crying? I know. What's with all these frown emojis? I don't get it. Oh, wait. I get it. Now you get it. Okay, so we have um, you know the cliffhanger, and it's Noah has been kidnapped. And so the first clue they get on the suspect is find a guy with mutton chops. I know. And then here's my favorite thing about the mutton chops is that they. I was like – they look so fake. I can't believe this show's budget is so budget that they couldn't get real. They couldn't find a guy with mutton chops in New York. And then the whole point was that they were fake. Yeah. <laughs> he was walking in profile and you could see they weren't really sticking to his face. No, they they definitely weren't. It was like a high school production of John Adams. It was bad. I'm glad they finally pulled them off, though, because you're like, oh, thank God. It can't. NBC can't be that cheap. 
I know. They they really can't. I mean, uh, or can they? I don't know. I, I guess. I guess. So here here's my, you know, question um if you were a writer or producer uh or or even a criminal here, why stage a kidnapping to get this kid? Because that's literally what Olivia Benson does is investigate kidnappings. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And also, if you have TV in in the world of the SVU verse, mm-hmm. why do you want that kid? <laughs> such a dumbass. <laughs> like kidnap kidnap one that doesn't wander into the street, maybe. <laughs> well, I think it's the principle of the thing, you know. It's Ellie's kid, or you know, whatever. I'm I'm cuckoo bananas. I must have the child and go to Canada because that's yeah way better. I guess. I mean, was it your impression that we were supposed to see this coming all along? Like the minute um, Brooke Sheila showed up? <laughs> Brooke Sheila. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I just you just know, like, she's not going to be part of the cast forever. They're going to find a way to get rid of her. I, I wish it hadn't been this way. And I wish that the way they'd gotten rid of her is that Noah had perished. And <laughs> she'd been yeah. like, well, I guess I don't need to hang out with Liv anymore. Bye. Well, we I mean, we we talked about that in our last podcast episode that, you know, if you just want to sort of get rid of the Noah storyline, this is the perfect time because in some ways Noah is like this distraction from the character of Olivia Benson because she it's always like getting in the way of her career and it's like she's got to stay out late to get the rapist. So the babysitter's got to stick around and it gets tiresome for some people. Uh, it is deeply tiresome for me. Um, as my esteemed colleague Linda Holmes put it on Twitter, the decision to make Noah a like focus of this show is one of the more mystifying own goals of of TV plotting. Like, I guess I get it. It's season nineteen. Hargitay is an executive producer, and if this is what she wants to do, and they want like live focused storylines for the star. Like at this point she's the star and everybody else is just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, the, the rest of destiny's child, which is too bad. <laughs> Nothing that they're doing with her makes organic sense out in the world. Uh-huh. Like if you look at the mothership franchise, as much as I loved Van Buren, she was at in the cop shop, lieutenanting and not out running around in her stack heeled boots with her gun drawn all the time. Mm-hmm. Her kids were involved in one storyline, but that was like an interesting, well-told story in which they witnessed her shoot a guy that she thought was robbing her. Yeah, and then they always made their bed without being asked after that. When you see mom blow somebody away, it's like, okay, (laughs) I'll clear the table. Like, I think I should get more allowance, but after (laughs) the last kid asked her for money, I I think I'm just going (laughs) to... You're the older one, you ask her. Leave a note and then go stand on the roof. Yeah. Okay. So See what happens? So Noah does come back, um, and uh, everybody everybody does a lot of rushing to the car. You know, yeah. they go back to where it was like, why do you keep going back to the office if only to like suddenly grab your coat, and say, oh, you have to run to New Hampshire. Uh, right. Yeah. I was gonna. I was thinking about you guys when they headed to New Hampshire. I wondered if that was a shout out of some sort, and how you guys were feeling about being incorporated into the. It's, because uh, yeah. look, every time they go to Jersey, I'm like, oh, here we fucking go. I mean, yeah. why did now? Okay, so he's she's Noah walks away with this kidnapper who's really this private eye, like they know each other. Um, 
you know, and then there's this fake out with a bus ticket, and it's like, why not just go all the way to Canada? Why why stop at some cabin that you know it's going to take the police about twenty minutes to figure out that you own property someplace else? Yeah, I didn't exactly understand that either. Like, I was so. Um... I was actually more annoyed throughout by the fact that um, Dodd Sr. was not like putting his foot down with Liv being anywhere near the investigation. Mm -hmm. So like she's off on her own and of course finds the cabin because she's, you know, the best at cop. But if you think about it, like especially if they're getting into Canada via that route, it doesn't actually take that long to get there. Like, as I said, I'm from Jersey, so I drive faster than some maybe <laughs> it's not like this two-day trek it's yeah. not like you're going to mexico like it's just right there it's mm-hmm. a, an afternoon in the car yeah keep going yeah don't stop for hamburgers yeah no now barbara comes in and he's like i'm gonna use the law to find noah because it's my superpower well because what else can he do well and then it and i'm also gonna stand really close to to live and look really intense, and then I'm going to do it again at the end. Yeah, in case she faints. Yeah, or I'm supposed to kiss her now, I guess? <laughs> like, I, I feel like they're going in that direction, and I'm just bracing for it. Terrified. All the shippers, all the shippers are like, this proves it. This proves the B- Barson or Ben Barba, whatever the ship name is going to be. Like, uh, you know, uh, they secretly have something for each other. And now because uh, she's weeping, nothing says like sexy time than when a woman is weeping over the kidnapping of her adopted child. It's like now's the time to make my move. Well, this is actually how she and um, Tucker started getting together kind of is that she was like held hostage mm-hmm. during like a push in kidnapping situation in which, once again, she failed to clear a doorway because she's the best at cop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah, I don't. I think people are really into this potential pairing of Benba. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what we're supposed to call it. I think it's Barson. Barson. There you go. Okay. I'm like, I keep thinking of that line from Ocean's Eleven where she, he's like, he's with Tess now, but she's too tall for him. Like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's not working. Now, uh, one of uh, you, you were following on Twitter, and so was I. And I love, first of all, Julie Martin, who's the uh, is executive producer, showrunner. I'm not sure of her title, but she tweets like all these crazy hashtags. Um, uh-huh. Like, uh, you know, there was one like where uh, Finn makes a, you know, like gives a guy a dirty look, and it was hashtag Ice Face. And. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that and then she'll just tweet like at the perfect moment like i'm scared and it's like didn't you You write this yeah why are you scared you have alzheimer's yeah also have you ever watched tv before even (laughs) if you didn't write it we know they're not going to kill off the kid uh this weekend i've been watching you know the the usa svu marathon and we see some of the uh well you know they're quasi amarisodes because this is the transition where there's a couple of episodes where amaro's been Exiled and Carisi comes in and he's you know he he certainly looks like he's from Staten Island, yeah. uh, and um, you, you, there's this also overlaps with the continuing Noah drama and people going after you know uh, baby Noah and Ellie the mother getting killed and I just you know was 
struck by how every one of those episodes ends like with Olivia holding baby Noah and sort of kissing him and saying like nothing bad is ever going to happen to you again (laughs) (laughs) and of course it's like a series of unfortunate events shit happens to this kid all the time I like yeah first of all stop bringing the Maloik on the kid like every time you're like I'm gonna keep you safe completely safe and then it's like a roaming lightning bolt over here and it's like nope it's like god said hold my beer I don't, totally or the writers are like mm, hold our collective keg i guess yeah. could someone please make a parody twitter account that is um lucy the nanny because <laughs> i i've I feel like that character has some shit to say about all of this, and I would like to hear it, and I don't want to have to write it because I am too busy. So, universe, hear my cry. Someone make a Lucy Twitter account. I, I will follow it with all of my podcast accounts and hold it in my heart like a child sarah d bunting thank you so much for uh for playing along and giving us your your instant analysis of gone baby gone uh i'm i'm always happy to vent my outsized spleen at late stage (laughs) svu thank you so much for for being my therapy about this episode well i hope you liked our special bonus episode looking at part two of that two-parter thanks for going back and watching part one and you know kind of felt like the teacher who gave homework and didn't you know correct it uh we will have a regular episode coming up next week and that is going to be on might as well tell you svu season four episode 11 damaged it's the one where the Sister kind of plans her sister's murder after giving her chlamydia in a weird sex thing. Okay, it's just, it's crazy. And uh, you'll love talking about it. Uh, remember, you can tweet to us about this bonus episode or anything at Law and Order Pod and follow us on Instagram at These Other Stories Podcast. Remember that These Other Stories is recorded in Studio C and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.